Exploring the Prophetic is a conversation-based podcast that we want to invite you on this journey into people's lives in every sphere of society where they're sharing how they've heard God and what's happened as a result. I want to encourage you to come join the conversation. And this season, season three, we're specifically focusing on how when God speaks, there's breakthrough actions that happen that would have never happened if it wasn't for hearing from God in the first place. Before and after moments, what would take 20 years is happening in a second because beautiful believers are obeying the voice of God. Come join the conversation. Come join the narrative. God is speaking to you today. Today on Exploring the Prophetic Podcast, we were live in front of a studio audience where I interviewed Mike Frank, who was the vice president of Disney Studios, worked in Pepsi Company. I think he was the vice president of that as well. He also worked with the International House of Prayer for a number of years, and him and his wife have a, a, an amazing business calling with a lot of breakthrough stories. Some of my favorite stories that I've heard in a long time have come from just our time together because Mike was so vulnerable and real. And just what he walked through in obeying God, learning how to obey and seeing breakthrough because of the obedience of the story of going from, I mean, you'll have to hear it, going from one way and just like honoring his wife's heart and seeing a whole different outcome in life that would not have happened if he didn't hear from God. And these are the kinds of stories I want us to go over in these and these like interview times, these testimony times is where you guys get to hear stories that help you to say, is there precedence for this? I feel like God's told me to do this or shift my life this way or obey him this way or love this way. Is there a precedence? And you hear a story like Mike Frank and you go, oh my gosh, if this man who's one of the more successful businessmen that I know has made this kind of risky, you know, real decision based on the word of God and saw the amazing outcome of what happened on the other end, then we should be able to do it as well. And I'm so excited about this. Stay tuned for this breakthrough story. You're going to love his stories. And specifically one story is going to, I think, change a lot of our minds as you listen to it. And it's going to coming up right after this. What do you do with prophecy, prophetic ministry, and prophets today, especially in industries outside of the church, as well as the church itself? Well, we've developed a new e-course based on a best-selling book, Modern Prophets, which is all about that. And we are going to take you on a journey where you understand the theology of what prophets are for. Yes, prophets are for every industry known to man. Politics, business, entertainment, even the family mountain. This is a powerful e-course. It comes across with, I think there's over 30 videos. And I'm teaching you based on the book, but also give you all kinds of other information as well. So I want to encourage you, get this e-course, apply now, use it in your churches, in your Bible schools, anywhere the prophetic is taught or wants to be taught. This is such a foundational course, but will take you into some advanced matter really quick. And it will help take out prophetic wounds or misunderstandings or bad theology. There's such healthy theology in this. As a matter of fact, the late, great Peter Wagner said it was some of the best theology he had ever read on the prophetic. So I'm very encouraged about this. Join us. In the beginning of this meeting, I get to do an Exploring Prophetic podcast. We're going to do it live here. We have anywhere from 30,000 to 100,000 people listen to each and every episode. So you, along with 30 to 100,000 people, are going to be listening to my friend, Mike Frank. And I'm going to invite Mike to come on up. Mike, come on up here. I'm so glad you're here. I came to your land. Come on over here. And they're giving you a microphone right now. Mike, I'll give you his bio while they're giving me a microphone. Mike is a, um, a businessman. He has been a spiritual father to many. His wife here is Robbie. She's right. We love Robbie. I met Mike when we were both on staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. And Mike has a background with Disney Company. 
you, you had a telecommunications company. You've worked in so many different arenas. And you have helped to um, Christians to shape their view, the ones you've worked with, their view of finances and just a world perspective. And I think you just, you always think really big but practically, which I've always loved about you. And so he lives here, him and his wife, uh, in Omaha. One of my favorite things that Robbie did in the last 10 years was she decided to go to Bethel School of Ministry. And did you go to two years or one year? You went to one year of school. I and mean, that's brave. Like with all these 20-year-olds, you're like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to the Bethel School of Ministry. And from Santa Barbara to Reading. Santa Barbara, beautiful. If you don't know, most of you don't know what Santa Barbara is. It is literally, you don't need heaven when you're in Santa Barbara because you're already there. So they went from Santa Barbara to Reading, and she did the school, and Mike moved up with her with her son. And I just think it was so inspirational that you decided to do that. Now they're back here in Omaha. But how are you? Great. Wonderful. Glad now, is to there be anything here. that you would want to say in your bio so people have a grid for who you are? Uh, like, what, what are you working on? What are you doing right now? Well, what I'm doing right now is uh, I serve in the community with a couple of different boards that I serve yeah. on. The Hope Center, many of you may know that. And uh, we also serve at the Assure Women's Center. Wow. And um, I'm also on the board of YWAM with Lauren Cunningham. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, and his son, so David. So nothing important at all. There's nothing going on. No. This is amazing. Yeah. So David. Say, David Cunningham, uh, Lauren Cunningham's son, is a, a movie producer, director. Yeah. And um, I'm the chairman of his studio. And That's help amazing. him make a movie, Christian movies. I, I thought you were getting less busy, but now that I'm hearing <laughs> from last time I talked to you, I think you're back into over full time. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I've got the kind of job where I can disappear for a couple of weeks and nice. nobody's trying to chase me down. So. Mentor me again, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, this particular podcast, we're, we're exploring how God's voice has touched our lives, changed our options you know, through breakdowns and breakthroughs and those kinds of things. And you've been around Pepsi Company and Disney and the House of Prayer and YWAM and all these different things you've been doing and the things you just mentioned now. Um, take us on a journey of when did it start for you where you first really started to hear God? Wow. <laughs> Maybe for a long time and I didn't know it. Yeah. You know, like most of us, I think. And um, the other part, I guess, that wasn't real for me was, could I really trust him with everything? Wow. And so there was a moment, and, and this story that I'm going to tell you of my journey actually takes place in Hollywood and in Omaha. Wow. So two different parts of it. So um, I'm, we're living in Los Angeles. And I'm working for the Walt Disney Company. I'm a vice president and officer of Walt Disney. But I, there was a lot of discontent in my heart about what I was doing and how I was serving. And, and um, so I ended up at this meeting, and this guy gave a message to me. And I didn't know it at the time where this was going to lead, obviously. But he gave a, a word to me, and he said, um, Mike, whose dreams have you been living, yours Oof. or your spouse's? That was wow. a wake-up call. <laughs> and he said, do you even know what your wife's dreams are? And I said, I don't. Wow. And it's pretty obvious. I had moved from Omaha. This, this is home for me. And I'd moved from Omaha to Seattle, Minneapolis, New York, Dallas, L.A. And uh, it was always about my dream. 
mostly, wow. mostly. So when he said that, I was so convicted that um, I went home, I asked Robbie what her dreams were, and she kind of looked at me like, you don't know? Wow. And uh, so that started a whole snowball effect on a lot of things. But um, so uh, she told me, she said, uh, I have two dreams. One is that we would move back near where my parents were, which was here, and that we would have more kids. And we had two teenagers at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> And what are we, about 40 years old, maybe. So, uh, brave woman. <laughs> but I always tell men, those are the two most dangerous questions you can ask your wife. That's amazing. <laughs> what are your dreams? Because you got to be ready. If, you know, what she says is not, you know, like in alignment with where yeah. you're going, then you got a decision to make, right? So, yeah. when she said that, I was like, oh, no. You know, I'm working for the most creative company at that time on the planet. Yeah. I've got a big future and a career. And um, I knew what was in Omaha. And I thought, how am I going to replicate what I have in terms of, you know, my career and my earnings potential and all that? And I couldn't even imagine what that was. But I, I submitted it to the Lord. And I just said... God, you're going to have to make a way because I, I don't know how to do this. I, I, I don't see the path. So, um, plus, I had, I had some people at the time that were, uh, I was confiding in a little bit, and they said, Mike, that is career suicide for you yeah. to leave Walt Disney because I had moved up through General Mills, PepsiCo, Walt Disney, and, you know, it looked really promising from that point on. And I thought about that, career suicide, wow. So anyway, um, I submitted it to the Lord. And within about a week of me doing that, I had a phone call from a headhunter, an executive search guy. And he goes, Mike, aren't you from the Midwest someplace? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he said, well, I'm doing a search for a company in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So what I did was, um, you know, I, I actually took the phone away from my ear. <laughs> you know? So anyway, what ended, fast forward through all that, um, it was, um, and many people know this part of the story. That's where Omaha comes in. I um, interviewed with um, Peter Kiewit and Sons, and they had a telecommunication company, and they had just started and um, so we, um, I, I love the guys. Robbie was able to spend two, three more years with her parents. And um, wow. we had two gift. babies. Wow. And so, and here's the, here's the crazy part for the career suicide part. So within about two years of me saying yes and mo moving back here, uh, we sold the company for $14 billion. Oh, my gosh. So that was the last day I really had to work. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, I think I was 42 years old. It That's just happened amazing. so fast. I mean, it would have taken me, I'd still be at Walt Disney probably trying to earn that kind of money. But anyway, so, um, you know, 
in that time, I just really started, you know, paying attention to what God was trying to say to me and trusting him. And a lot of people ask me, well, you know, what's the secret to the success? And it's really just hearing from God, wow. trusting him and obeying him. Okay? Yeah, the, but it isn't, that, it isn't any more complicated than that. The surrender part where you actually had to, I think there's that place where it's such a jump we all have to go through where it's like God gives us his agenda and it's not necessarily ours, and we don't realize that if we obey him, we're going to get more out of it. And that's a really scary place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, um, I don't know, there was just something inside of me. A lot of it had to do with Robbie. Her faith is just so great. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm just tagging along. Sometimes I lead. <laughs> but um, it's changed our lives. There, wow. I could tell you so many stories of God coming through that, uh, financially, and where we are, you know, in terms of our, our, you know, vocation, et cetera, because part of earning some of that money, by the way, we ended up starting a second telecommunication company called Level 3. Some of you may have heard of that. I apologize if you lost money on that. <laughs> but at one time, that company had a, a net worth or a value of $130 billion. Wow. And through uh, a series of events, I, I ended up on a leave of absence, a sabbatical, and um, uh, out of the four guys that started that company, um, we were the only ones that really ended up on our feet. Wow. Robbie and I. So there's just so many stories of him coming through, and, um, and it's all about, you know, trusting and obeying. Yeah. yeah. Well, take me, take me, I love that. I love the whole story you just told. Take me to a place, because um, I like that you're talking about when you're in a place of maturity and a place of success, because a lot of people hear from God when they're in a bad place, and that's when we expect to hear from God. But you were actually at a good place, and he recreated your life in the midst of a good place. Take me um, into you guys moving back again to Omaha, because you guys moved away then after this period. Yeah, yeah. Like, so w what ended up happening... Um, tragically, uh, one of the babies that was born here had a chromosome problem, and at four, about four years old, she died. So sorry. Yeah. So her name's Lexi. She's buried here in Omaha. This is home for us, yeah. partially because Lexi's here. But um, so, you know, we had to um, do some healing. And yeah. a, a friend of yours was very instrumental in part of that healing. That was Jill Austin. Oh, yeah. So I was down visiting uh, the House of Prayer, driving from Omaha down there, and Jill kind of prophesied one day in the trailers. Yeah. And, we were and, very ghetto and in those she, days. She, she nailed exactly the words that Mike Bickle and I had just been talking about, and it was about, is there a role for me there, and, you know, this is a place for us to heal. So that caused us to, to leave Omaha at that point in time and go to Kansas City. And I was the chief operating officer for yeah. the House of Prayer and did that for a number of years. And then he eventually mag migrated out to Santa Barbara. I'd known, we had been up to Santa Barbara a lot in our days with Disney. And uh, so we ended up in Santa Barbara. And then, um, uh, you know, Robbie gets healed from something at a Randy Clark, Bill Johnson wow. conference and wow. says, I'm going to Reading to figure out what they know up there. <laughs> yeah. 
and I hope you come. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had a dream. It was a, that was a time where God just really spoke to me, and he, says, he said to me, I'm, I'm just journaling one morning, and I, I wrote down the words, time to go, green light, and she, she found me, and she told me about a dream she had, and I go, I think that's it. I think we're going to ready. Wow. And, and part of that, what I wrote down as well was, um, if you come, I have an adventure for you in wow. Reading. So in Reading, what we ended up, she ended up with school, and I ended up, Reading was really in rough shape uh, economically through the recession and all that. Yeah. And so I started doing these entrepreneur schools. Wow. And somebody just told me tonight that Bill Johnson from Bethel said Reading right now is like the one of the fastest growing areas for business startups. Wow. So, you know, it's crazy that that happened that many years ago that we, you know, sowed the seeds. Yeah. Now it's the sprouts are starting to come up. So it's very cool stuff. This is awesome. Like, tell me this, because I, I like how you, you casually are talking about things because of just, they're just part of your history, they're part of your story. But some of these things are super profound, like, like God giving you a dream of a green light. Like, take me on that journey to where you're happily planted in Santa Barbara. And <laughs> I mean, I went to your house. I remember I stayed with you guys. Yeah, and I was like, right. that house and that place down the street from everything you'd want to be at, and yeah. I wanted to be a guest at, over and over, and I only was there once. But uh, that, that place was epic, and yeah. just that, that life was epic. So for God to take you into this vein, yeah. tell me that journey a little bit. Yeah, it was a crazy time, because like, our neighbors were like Oprah and, yeah. and um, Real boring uh, Rob people. Lowe and Jeff Bridges, and they were all in this little community called Montecito. And um, Robbie really, really, really wanted to go to Reading. <laughs> I mean, she had enrolled in school, even though I hadn't said yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, you know, but, I, you know, he got to tune me into listen to her dreams. There's wow. good, or, you know, her desires of her heart. So it was a theme ongoing, not yeah, just a time, just but kept, just ongoing. It just kept me encouraged to say, I can, I can trust God, I can trust her. If, if he says yes to this, then I got to go. So... Yeah, it was a hard one. I think there's still, you know, marks on the pavement there, me, my feet dragging <laughs> as I'm leaving. But, you know, God had so much for us up there. Yeah. And I didn't know it at the time. All I knew was I loved adventure. And when he said that word to me, I have an adventure for you, it just clicked. I love that that's how he enticed you. Yeah. So then from Reading, you moved here again. Yeah, what happened, a uh, little, little time in Arizona... Um, but we just felt like, I mean, this is our tribe. Omaha's our tribe. By the way, welcome to our city. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to our I city. I love the city. We, we're so hopeful. There's a few other people that we've met along the way that are either from, you know, Bethel, Kansas City, or they're native Omahans that uh, we just feel like God's really on the move here. Mm. I, I really do. I feel like, um, uh, you know, there's so much, because Warren Buffett lives here and all these people that invested in his company early on, there's a lot of wealth here. 
That's wow. kind of, and you know, there's gold in these hills around here, so to speak. Yeah. But, but we really feel like God wants to, you know, put the emphasis on himself, take the glory for himself rather than wow. to let it go to just only the businesses, et cetera. Yeah. So we're hopeful that um, something's going to spark here. You being here is, I think, a big part of that. I no, really do. I'm, I'm here so fast, but I already, like, we checked. I don't want you all to figure out which hotel I'm in, but I'm going to tell you. We checked into a hotel that's a gym, and you go into your room, and they have a full workout system in your room. I've never seen anything like it. It's like it's a new, they said it's their pilot that they want to do in all these cities. Cool. And I'm like, what is this? Like, there's a whole health bar downstairs. I'm like, what are we in? This is Omaha. Like, how do they have something that L.A. doesn't have? Like, this is incredible. Yeah. And it's just clean and contemporary. And it's like you, you go know? to Vegas or you go to Omaha. I don't know. Yeah. No, you know, I, th I think great things are happening here. Uh, it's a prosperous time for, I call it the golden years for this city. As all the investors that were part of Berkshire Hathaway are either dying or getting their estates in order. I really believe Omaha is in it coming into its golden years. Wow. Yeah. And but I think equally, you know, the the, the spiritual growth I think is happening here too. And I don't want to neglect the you know, we just moved back a couple of years ago. There are some people in this audience that I've seen tonight that have faithfully plowed into this place yeah. for decades. And uh you know, they deserve a lot of the credit of really getting this ground fertile and ready and Robbie and I are just to play a part. We yeah. don't even know what that is at this point. <laughs> well, it sounds like things are happening. I, I think of people who are listening to the Exploring the Perfect podcast, I think um, one of the things I would call your attention to who are listening here live and then also who are listening to the podcast is I love that Mike and Robbie have had the extensive journey that they've had. And there's something about the wealth of that to be able to give people that even conversation can mentor you, like the, what he's talking about, just as a man who's established in the community, even though it's only a few years ago and you have roots here, there's something about the authority when you say, like, things are moving in Omaha. It's not like just somebody who's just praying and praying, Lord, please move things in Omaha. This is like, there's a reality to what you're saying. Like, there's something happening here. And I think, I think a lot of the ways that God prophesies is so normal. And you're, yeah. you're literally making a prophetic declaration and statement. That a lot of times we could discount that or not take it as seriously as the person who has a Pentecostal presentation. And so I, I want us to learn how to listen. And I'm learning this right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm not preaching at you. I want, I want to learn how to listen to people like Mike who are, is making profound statements. And how do you activate those statements into your faith and pull them in and say, I'm in total agreement with that. That's what I believe too. Because that's part of accepting and partnering to the prophetic, yeah. which is really profound. So I have another question before we end. Um, what's the riskiest thing? And you've, you've just said a lot of risky things, but what's the riskiest thing you've ever heard from God and that you've obeyed? Oh, gosh. You just said some big ones, leaving Disney. What's that? Having babies. Have more babies. That is a big one. That is a big one. Well, I don't want my wife to hear this podcast. So, so one comes to mind, so... Uh, when we sold the first company, MFS Communication, to WorldCom for $14 billion, I, I was asked to stay on and help transition the two cultures together. And so I, I flew down to Jackson, Mississippi, where WorldCom was headquartered for a board meeting. And the night before the board meeting, we had a dinner 
And the CFO asked me to stick around after the dinner, the chief financial officer. And he goes, Mike, I want you to uh, help us in the board meeting tomorrow. He said, I want you to say a couple of things and, and you know, give, give your blessing to this. And what he was asking me to do was illegal, immoral. He was asking me to lie. But the deal was that in order for me to do the, the transition job, there was a lot of money on the line for me. So if I stuck around till the end of the year, there was going to be a lot of money coming my way. So I had a decision to make. Am I going to lie to get the money, or am I going to you know, do the right thing here? And uh, I called Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no question are you going to you know, not lie. I mean, you know, and I, I knew that, but I wanted her to understand yeah. the money that was at risk here. I mean, it wasn't like we were going to starve if I didn't get it. But so what ended up happening is I said, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. In fact, I ended up telling the rest of the board members that were part of our team anyway and said, this is what they're going to try to do. This is what they've asked me to do. And it just blew up. So a couple of weeks later, they said, my services are no longer needed. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like walking away. So I'm thinking, okay, there's a price for that integrity. But then fast forward about six, eight months later, the vice chairman heard what had happened. And I got all the money. <laughs> wow, yes! That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being just with yeah. us here. And thank you for just being you. I mean, you're so unique and inspirational, and you've mentored so many people. Like, there's so many people who have a Mike Frank story. And I love that Robbie is the voice of your conscience, is the other Holy Spirit in your life. It's helpful. If I but can't we, hear the Holy Spirit, I hear Robbie. Exactly. I have the same thing with my wife, which is good. I don't always need it, but I always want it, which is good. No, I don't always want it, but I need it. That's the better way to say it. So, uh, no, I so love your relationship, and I so value you guys. Thank you yeah, so much. You bet. Okay. Thank All you right. guys so much. Hey, this is Sean Bowles, and I'm going to talk to you real quickly about our Bowles Ministries Partnership Program. This podcast is made by Bowles Ministries, and it's done because of partners and people who are supporting our ministry who are equipping us to be able to bring this kind of a show to you. If you're loving hearing these interviews where people are sharing vulnerably about their process, which I think is one of the most powerful things we can do is hear each other's process about revelation. If you're loving this, please don't only subscribe, don't only review, don't only tell your friends, but partner with us. Be part of the journey. Be part of the sending power of Bulls Ministries to get this message across the world. You guys can be part of our team. All you have to do is go to bullsministries.com, click on giving or partnership. And when you go there, you're gonna be part of an incredible partnership community. We're gonna resource you. We actually have a partnership director who calls all of our partners once a year. We have resources that we send you. There's your very own special partner page with messages and videos that only you can have. But we need you to partner with us if you love this show so that we can actually take it into season three and beyond.